You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I have like 30 lucky pennies. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I will not get electrocuted during this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, our internet won't go out. Uh, we're going to be good. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to talk about these episodes. Gotta say. Early, early signs point to season seven being high in my rankings because I'm really having a blast with this season. Mm -hmm. I really think beginning like the beginning of the season, we were like, we're leaning in. We're going to lean all the way in, even if these aren't the best episodes ever. But like, no need to because these are really fun episodes. Yeah. Season seven, the sleeper agent of Boy Meets World. Who knew? Yeah, it's so great. Um, but of course, we are not alone, as we are never are alone in this final season of Boy Meets World. We are here with our friend Asia. Asia's returning guest. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I think after appearing a few times on this podcast, I finally found my niece. So <laughs> we should be in you for a good have. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazing. Um, of course, we're here talking uh, season seven, episodes 13 and 14, The Provider. And I'm going to be like you, dad. Sarah, this felt like a return to form in terms of like, um, it felt like we got two episodes that kind of did have like moral of the stories, yeah. if you will, yeah. um, which I really loved. I really love it. And it's interesting because if you think about it in the first season, we were learning all of our lessons from Mr. Feeney. And now I feel like we are learning all of our lessons from Corey and Topanga as a couple, because now they're the adults and now they can teach the lessons about love or relationships or marriage um, or, you know, hypochondria. It's kind of neat to see, you know, these kids grow up and now they're the ones that's teaching us the lesson. Yeah, Asia, it's interesting because I the one thing I would say season seven is kind of lacking is like we really haven't had a ton of Feeney, um, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because I love him so much. But I did like how like each of these episodes, it was like like Sarah was saying, we have like Corey and Topanga kind of learning the lessons on their own. Mm-hmm. And then with Alan even like learning a lesson, which I do think is like a bit more rare in this show to have like an adult being the one learning the lesson. Yeah, I I really like that you know yeah we 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 get to see this shift for one um i think we've gotten so much of C- uh, feeny for the first six seasons that it's okay for him to take a back mm-hmm. seat a little bit and let them do the teaching or let them like deliver these lessons because um it's time it's time for them mm-hmm. to grow up you know they are the adults if they're still leaning on feeny at this point i mean yeah, <laughs> they would be leaning on him for, I mean, their entire adult life. So um, I'm, I I did like that these two episodes were so we got to see the two sides of mm-hmm. Panga's relationship, um, like the two extremes. Um, so that was really interesting. But yeah, like you said, I, I am really enjoying season seven as well. Usually last seasons of shows are like the all right, we're getting ready to close it out. Let's just go. Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I think is most interesting because, like, Sarah, you and I are covering the college years of Dawson's Creek currently, and we've said, obviously, they have a new character, but it just feels like this, like, it's re-energized by the fact that there's, like, new types of stories they can tell, and I'm wondering if it's, like, a similar thing with Boy Meets World where now that we have Corey and Topanga married and we have Eric, like, looking to graduate soon, like, we're hitting these different life moments that they could tell these different stories and it's more interesting rather than them like doing the tired old same old thing over and over again yeah it's kind of interesting because you and i in the beginning of the season were really critiquing gosh why does kahori and topanga have to get married so young what's the point and in a way it's actually um and i think that you probably it's it's given us more material um to cover but in a way i think that we also could have gone there if they moved in together oh yeah it would have been we would have been able to get similar stories yeah, i mean but, maybe not but as nonetheless much. like having them together get married like i think they is producing a lot more material than it would have been otherwise and, and and that's if if we're not going to go down kind of what we're seeing in dawson's creek with the partying and the greek life and the drinking and i don't think that that was ever going to be boy meets world considering that this was a show that aired on abc family mm-hmm. at eight o'clock it at is, night it is a family show oh, abc really... abc proper not abc yeah. family 
yeah, re-aired on ABC Family. But that is a good point. And Asia, like, to a, to a certain degree, I almost feel like part of us, like, skipped the college years because we're into, like, the married life years. Mm-hmm. Like, where is the partying? Like, where is the, like dating around like even Sean and Angela are very very secure at this point right like we got to see them briefly like one episode decide like no this isn't um yeah we shouldn't do this but yeah I I but I don't know is that really like Corey's personality to have I mean I, I guess that would have been him like exploring if we did get to see partying and dating around I think we would have definitely gotten to see a different side of Corey but as far as them like moving in together before getting married, do you think that's something that Corey Matthews would do? Because he thinks like, oh, no. I have to do everything yeah. the way I'm told. Yeah, and definitely not to Topanga either, right? Like True. it felt like if you're not going to have sex before marriage, I feel like kind of hand in hand with that is not living together before marriage. At least it's right. like adjacent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and that's not the show, right? Like the show is not like Dawson's Creek. Like it mm. is a very different style of show but I just really appreciated the like return to form in these two episodes of like, we are getting a little bit of like a, here's your lesson served on a little boy meets world platter, um, which I've kind of missed. Like, yeah, we're, and we're, the best part is we're getting that, but like, I feel like the show is kind of realizing like, Oh, we need to grow with our audience and like veer it into more adult content without it being like explicit content so we're teaching like older life lessons like how to uh like deal with maybe you and your significant other making drastically different amounts of money or something like who's the breadwinner is that going to cause issues um and I really liked that those were storylines that we got because like these are as annoying as it is as some of the characters handle them these are like definitely real life issues that happen with couples and I just I loved these two episodes so, yeah, yeah, like having to, like learning how to fight fair, like a concept. Don't yeah. Just say yeah. whatever comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's dive into these two episodes. We're going to start with season seven, episode 13, The Provider. Um, Corey walks into like the student cafe and uh, he's like so excited. Um, he got a job and like. I don't know. As soon as I didn't didn't remember this storyline, Sarah, like as soon as it was actually happening, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have such vivid memories of this episode. But yeah. I thought he was going to be like in an MLM or something when he started speaking. Didn't it feel like he was about to go sell like um, what is that brand of makeup that like lip sense or like one of those? It really felt like that's what he was leaning in. on. <laughs> well, yeah. So the original MLM essentially was um like the Tupperware parties yes, where mm-hmm. you would go around, you would sell your Tupperware. Then it became purse parties. Then if you were spicy enough, they became adult toy parties. I don't think that uh, Corey is getting into that, but yeah, these magazine uh, cold callers were definitely a thing. And I guess it's just a hop, skip and a jump away from a uh, multi-level marketing scheme. It feels very similar, Asia, and I love how he's just like, I'm my own boss, and I'm like, oh, no, Corey, oh, no, I can make between $400 and $5,000 a month, and you're just like, oh, this is not going to be good for Corey. It's like naive, naive Corey, mm-hmm. because only Corey would see it that way, like, 
it's you know it's up to me anywhere in that range i you know this <laughs> is fair game be your um, own boss own right. the pink corvette yeah you know yeah. dream big right so so um t- your friends 500 dollars skincare regimen right. all the yeah. above yeah and this is when he's like oh like i haven't told topanga yet and of course topanga comes in and she starts talking about yeah like i was just on the train and i was next to some woman looking at fashion photos and i said oh i love that outfit turns out like this is this is like only a story that would happen on television where like oh the woman happens to be an editor of a fashion magazine and she happened to offer me a job on the spot and so she's now this woman's assistant without like any prior history of any jobs being anyone's assistant sarah she just hired on the spot this is the epitome of you need to know somebody to know somebody everything is you got a network and that's what Topanga did I feel like that's the dream I don't know about you but when you're on the train when I used to commute you have to look ready to be ready you know husbands could be on the train new bosses could be on the train isn't the train a place where you just put your headphones in and you ignore the rest of the world's existence Jessica if you don't want a husband or a new boss then that's what you do you put your (laughs) headphones in but smart savvy people are on the hunt See, I don't know what that life is like in Texas, like public transportation. (laughs) What is that? Yeah. I mean, pretty much same in upstate New York. Like I'm not taking any public transit anywhere, but like I know from experience when I went on like the subway, I wasn't looking to make conversations with a single human being. So (laughs) I'm concentrating on not falling over. When I used to commute in the city, I had train friends. And I didn't even know my train friend's name, but I spoke to her every single day for oh, wow. like four you years. Ask her name after four years? Well, you you ask their name and like you forget their day name? two, and then you forget. But then you talk to them so much that a year into it, it's too awkward to ask <laughs> them what ask their, their name, name is. Yeah. The, the key is to say, "Wait a second, how did you spell your name again?" And then she's like, "Oh, S A M." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what would happen. Do you spell your name the traditional way? Maybe that's the way you say it. Well, okay. So to be fair, I'm pretty sure she had like this lovely name, like Maasai, because I think that she was like Vietnamese or something like that. So to be fair for me. Well, then you could have been able to say like, how do you spell it? Yeah. But then I can't be like, do you spell it like the traditional way? Like S-A-M you know <laughs> no like, that's fair you can't yeah yeah but if you knew it was something that wasn't like, like jessica I was also like 25 years old and a complete dumbass so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the other part of the story fair. um but yeah so on my phone as Masai train friend and i don't know if i made that name up <laughs> Or, you or like, right phone now. <laughs> yeah, no, Masai Train. I have her number. I just don't know what her name is. You should just randomly text her one one day and just be like, "Hey, girl, like, I miss our train talk." Her, like, I moved oh, no. and I you never saw her again. <gasps> and I wasn't like, "Hey, I'm moving." You're a terrible was, train friend. She was my best train friend. Oh, your best train. <laughs> you need to rank your train friends when you only have one. <laughs> Jillian is my other one because I'm with her sometimes. She's your actual friend. I know. Anyway, um, so Topanga is like super excited because she got a job, but of course, of course, Corey is just like, oh, like I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like 
He's like, because his job like pales in comparison to what she got. Um, but Topanga's so excited. She's like, tell me more. Like, you have to tell me all about this. And he says, <laughs> and like, I really, this is one of the things Asia, I really love about Corey and Topanga's relationship is when they have this like back and forth where like he's telling a story and she's getting very animated. Like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and she like he's like I'm an entrepreneur I sell magazines over the phone and she just goes like oh <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is Sean's you know chiming in try like up oh, try again yeah <laughs> oh okay better reaction but uh yeah it, like it's it, moments like these just show how supportive Topanga is but mm-hmm. then Corey is on such a different page at this point of just thinking it's a competition. It's just like, wait, Corey, you should have had that same energy that Topanga has right now. When she told you she ran into somebody and is an assistant now. Yeah. It, 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 it really like her perspective of having a two income family that that's it. Who cares what it's coming from? I was so impressed. Like, I really felt like in this episode, we got the return of the Topanga we know and love. Mm-hmm, like yeah. she hasn't felt very, we we literally, I felt like Sarah and I manifested this because we literally had just had a conversation about how Topanga felt like less Topanga-y to us. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt like they had dulled her down a bit over the course of the series. And Sarah, like you told, feel free to disagree with me if you think I'm wrong, but like, I just feel like her energy felt very like oh my like she was so excited to get a new job and she talked Corey off the ledge in terms of like no our relationship is a partnership you know I just I loved her this episode I think that Topanga was having a hard time being her best self because she lost the confidence in herself I think that um I like we were discussing the last episode I think that her um, how she saw herself was no longer a intelligent, independent woman and was now just wife. And I think that as like a woman, I think that's something that all of us really have to kind of, you know, uh, deal with when senses of like, you know, I'm more than a wife or like I'm more, especially people mm-hmm. that, you know, are that young. I think that all of us are like established in our own careers before we got married, but uh, especially when they're so young and it's, it's the nineties and they're perceived to, you know, she's um, a wife first and uh, a career woman second. And I think that she kind of lost herself, but I think like, you know, something that was actually happened that was just for her, like getting this job was really exciting for her. And that boosted up her confidence that she needed again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, I did. I I had to chuckle at like Topanga asking like, oh, where are you working? Like where are your offices? And he says in our living room. And she goes, oh, and I'm just thinking it's so funny now because in 2022, like so many of us work from home that we're all like, that is the ideal situation. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dream. Especially if she's not going to be there. Like, what does it matter if he's working from home? Yeah. Although I will say like when you have a small apartment like they do, like it, I mean, if you're taking over the living room with your job, that kind of sucks. But he literally has like a headset and a stack of paper. Like like he has a lot of stuff. He literally Um, could do his job from like the student union. I don't understand why it has to be at home. He probably needs a landline to plug into. (laughs) Asia, do you feel like Topanga in any capacity was being a little bit judgy about the type of job that Corey got? Because 
if we're being fair, he got a job that makes between I don't know three and three thousand dollars a month. But like at yeah. least he got at least he got the initiative to go and get a job. Like I feel like she was a little bit judgy. Yeah, it it yeah, she definitely was when she found out what it was because she even used that for him saying, Oh, I called this number. She's like, Okay, showing initiative, <laughs> like you went for it. Um, and so even hearing what it was, she could have at least just been like, Well, this is a start. And then, you know, then we can figure out like, you know, if you enjoy sales and then go from there. But yeah, she was immediately judgy, which I don't think helped his perspective on already about how he felt about the job. Mm-hmm. Um, which like led into his belief of you know that they were just uh, uh like in competition yeah uh yeah and then <laughs> we go into eric's storyline for the episode which i honestly really did love like wacky eric he's doing it for me these last couple episodes uh he finds a lucky penny um and he's like i've never had one of these before there's something special in this penny and he just holds it up and he just goes i'm lucky <laughs> um he's so and happy with his lucky penny do you buy really, into lucky pennies um no but i think it's i really i believe that like if you believe something strong enough like he'll make his own luck in a sense right oh. like if you think that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy i think like if you feel luckier with the penny i feel like you're going to be in a better mood which will lead to like better things happening for you or at least you having a better outlook on the things that happen to you i don't know asia what do you think yeah i i definitely can see that like it kind of like gets into like manis- manifestation yes um but i do more so like i i believe in like superstition well not believe in superstitions but like I err on the side of caution, like, you know, you're walking with someone, don't split a pole or walking under a ladder. I, when I was younger, I definitely believed, like, if you step on a crack, you break your mom's back. <laughs> I remember one time I was, like, at the mall and I stepped on one. I, like, immediately looked at my mom, like, is she okay? <laughs> How is her? How's her back now? It's good. It's good. It's good. It's hanging on. Thank goodness. Right. I saw on TikTok that you're not supposed to pick stuff up off the ground because you don't know what the energy is of which it came from. Oh, I thought you were going to say you don't know what kind of germs would be on it, which is why <laughs> no, I'm not germs. <laughs> just, just demons. Wow. That's it. Interesting. I know. So I was always like pro penny but now this person in on the tiktok is saying never pick up a penny i mean i don't know that i'm wasting my time picking up a penny right like i feel like at this point inflation you know it has to be more mm-hmm. than a penny but if it's like Order. a 20 dollar bill would you pick it up oh absolutely a 20 you don't care about the energy <laughs> yeah what no the energy? screw the energy i'll buy myself something nice and get rid of that bad energy right. i don't know it could be kurt 20 dollar bill i'm taking the 20 dollar bill all the way well Eric is very happy with his penny and I, I, his joy is infectious. It is. And I love Rachel, like messing with him, like holding his face. And she's just like, I'm hot for your penny. (laughs) Just like you're an evil temptress. (laughs) Uh, She's like, if you have an, if you had a nickel, I'd marry you. And I love how Eric immediately to Jack, her ex-boyfriend is like, dude, give me a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of stuff I think is very fun from them. Like, I think they like, understand where eric shines at this point and they're like the wackier that we can get with him the better off we are um which i really like i felt like sad sack eric who was like homeless and and like 
sad that Jack and Rachel were together was honestly no fun at all mm-hmm. compared to this Eric. Yeah, I love uh, just I love how excited he is about the things that he's doing. I think that's what make that that's what like brings on like the Eric charm because like this moment between him and uh, Rachel, he was, he literally thought she bought into it as much as he did. So he mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like it. I I love to see this Eric because he is confident. He is he won't. Um, he's not like trying to conform to what everybody else is doing. He's just like, well, I'm me at this point. Take take me or leave me. Yeah, it, this this Eric is so much fun. Um, we then go to Corey to think his apartment. Poor Corey. He's already lost his spirit. He's already so jaded. He's talking to Leon Shinazi. Uh, and he's and he's like so monotone, Sarah. He's just like, I'm gonna read you a list of our magazines. Now there's 700, so please don't hang up. And like, and he says Aardvark. There's Aardvark magazine. Apparently, that's that's number one. I mean, I can't imagine that and this was happening. Like, there's telemarketers all the time. We still get telemarketers. I mean, in, spam in a way, even every day, even worse, yeah. like so many spam calls. Mm-hmm. And it, I remember, like, you know, eventually I answer the phone and I'm like, look, I know this is your job, but you have to stop calling me. Like, please yeah. just stop. Like, and I've had, oh my gosh, have you ever had a telemarketer fight back? Because I've had that before. Really? They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, this one woman I remember was just like, you know, I'm just trying to treat, feed my family. This is my job. This is my career. I'm just trying to like, you know, do the best I can. And people like you make this miserable. And it's like, it's so bad, but they're, mm-hmm. they are. And look, like Corey's only been in this job for one day and he's totally lost his Corey spirit. I was so worried about Corey's back. The way he was sitting on that couch. He's so slouched slouched the whole time. That's a floppy ass couch. Yeah, that is talking about breaking backs. That is the backbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point about the telemarketers, yes, I have. Like, I don't know if it's so much a telemarketer, but like a, a scam. But a guy called me and it was it was like maybe 1250. He's like, hi, I'm with uh, Chase Bank, and we see that there's going to be $5,000 withdrawn from your account at 1 p.m. Um, would you like us, like, did you authorize this? And I was like, no. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to need you to go into the Chase app, go to Zelle, and I need you to put in this email address. And it was like chaseprotectiveservices at gmail.com. <laughs> He's like, put in that email and then send, uh, submit the $5,000 and it's going to look like it was submitted to you yourself, but it's that basically is just going to stop the transaction from happening. Sure, Jan. I know. I was like, I was just trying to see where he was going to go with it because I just knew, okay, no. But the, the trickiest part was that the call came from a Chase branch number. And but they can do that. Like they can make yeah, it come from any number. That's the thing that drives me yeah. the craziest is like they can call you from like the your number. The, yeah, they yeah. can call you yeah. from <laughs> your number. And and that's what so what happens to me a lot, my family, like my immediate family, when we all got cell phones when I was, you know, a teenager, all four of us have the same, obviously same area code, but the same first three digits 
of our phone numbers. And nine times out of 10, when I get spam calls, it's always that same three digits. And like, I have to do a double take to make sure it's not one of my family members, you know, like it's, that's how they get you. That's definitely how they get you. Um, but poor Corey isn't a, is he isn't a scammer. He's just trying to do his job. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Shinazi keeps hanging up on him. And I, I just love him. you know what, Shinazi? You have a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, facts are facts. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, at this exact same moment, Topanga comes in and she's like, Oh my gosh, you'll never know what happened. <laughs> Of course, just saying, you know what? My wife's home. I'll call you later. <laughs> Talk to you later, Shinazi. Yeah. Uh, and Corey is already needs a ton of aspirin. And I thought this was so weird that, like, Topanka decides as soon as Corey leaves, she's going to put the headset on and do his job for him. I don't, this was so weird to me. Really? Because I felt like she was just like, it was very Topanga to be like, oh, like, I want to try. And then she goes over and gives it a go. And then, of course, she succeeds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, instantly. Oh, my God. Donna's a great name. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I call it the worst time. Oh, don't you just hate us? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and Corey, I, I really hated Corey's attitude, though. We're in the background. He's like, yeah, like, you're going to do it. I spent all day doing this. I'm in the business. Yeah. And, uh, and Topanga gets her to order like all of the magazines i don't know like she sold eight magazines in the span of 30 seconds Asia. (laughs) (laughs) she she just had a great attitude she called she was nice about it she just happened to stumble upon someone who was down to buy magazines in the first place Mm -hmm. but it you know it was uh it yeah i do agree that was super random but it also seemed like very doable. You have a list of numbers, you have the magazines. So it's just like, oh, well, yeah. let me try. I think like also it's just like partly like hit and miss, right? Like you got to find the right person at the right time. Like maybe yeah. Shinazi is just never going to order a magazine, mm-hmm. you know? No. But also like she had the right attitude and I liked, I liked her approach. Like she's like, I'm just one of those really annoying telemarketers and I'm the worst, but like, any chance you want to buy a magazine like do you need anything and i like that like i don't like i mean my biggest opposite opposition in life is the lush store associates because they follow you to no end and i like a hands-off approach yeah yeah that's fair she does have a very good approach to this and Corey does not take it very well um, but Topanga plows on. She's like, listen, I have a great story. Um, like my boss asked my opinion on what the cover should be. And the other two apparently hated the one I picked, but my boss loved it. And we're going to get to use the one I picked. And all this, Asia, like, again, all you need to do, Corey, is a little bit of like, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, Corey is not an actor, as we all know. But like, <laughs> right. he could fake it at least a little bit in this scene. Yeah, that's the problem. This whole time, Corey showed no signs of support. It's like, yeah, you could be going through what you're going through, but at least support her in that. You can feel down on what you're doing, but support her in what she's doing. Um, But yeah, he didn't whatsoever. So it was just all bitter. Yeah, it's jealousy. Yeah, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's so jealous that she's excelling, especially Mm -hmm. when he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, 
we'll get to it more like in later in the episode when they're actually like having conversations around this and every marriage is very different every relationship is very different not every uh, relationship shares money like has shared accounts and everything but regardless of that entire situation I don't care if you share bank accounts or anything I feel like a win for your partner is a win for you and like you have to treat it like that like maybe Topanga is like very distracted by her own success and doesn't necessarily see like Corey is having a rough time but regardless I think you got to put on you got to put on a good face for it and at least be like oh my gosh I'm so happy for you like at the very bare minimum well it's very sad that Topanga has to diminish her shine yeah because Corey's having a bad day yeah and this happens a lot this is something that I thought like um maybe not necessarily like the money like stuff per se isn't everyone's like trouble but I felt like this relationship strife itself could be very common in relationships because you're gonna have days where one person in the relationship got good news and the other person is having a bad day you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and so I thought that at least was very universal oh yeah absolutely it's hard to when your partner is having a really shitty day it's hard to be excited about anything because it's like you don't want to step on their toes you have to be Mm -hmm. sympathetic to them i thought this entire episode was really um relatable i also think that the whole thing where a woman is more successful than her man counterpart is really interesting because there's just like egos involved yeah and it's not always fun and even to this day at times it can't it's not that fun Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's why I'm glad that the only relationship I have right now, when I'm feeling down, pepper and cinnamon make me feel great. <laughs> They're so never going to be mad about your accomplishments because the exactly. more you grow, the more treats and toys they get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's a fair trade. Uh-huh. Um, and then we're back in the, in the student cafe with Jack and Eric. Of course, Eric is just like, oh my gosh, look at nothing can happen to me. I have my penny. And also, I just need to comment. Jack is wearing the tightest shirt known to man in this scene. (laughs) Like, I understand you are now the heartthrob, sir. But, like, can you breathe? Like, are you okay? No. No. The shirts are only getting tighter, to (laughs) be honest with you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you saw them. Like, I can see not only just the tip, but, like, the whole outline of the whole nipple. The behind is very accentuated as well. This will, this, yeah, they really are going all in. And I do have to say, like, just out of solidarity from a sister to Panga and Eric, too, I noticed the last couple of episodes, these two especially, they have her wearing, like, this very baggy leather coat a lot of the time. And I know we're going to get an episode where she talks about her weight. And I automatically was very annoyed with the show instantaneously because they're they're really, like, covering her up and they're not covering her up in a way of like the actress is pregnant and we need to hide a pregnant belly right like it's nothing to do with that I'm just like why are you putting her in this like schlubby leather coat like it's it felt very different than what we usually are seeing Topanga in you know I don't know it immediately triggered my brain yeah it's not like we're seeing that type of coat on Angela Exactly. Exactly. So I immediately was like getting, I'm getting like preemptively annoyed for the episode that hasn't even happened. Yet. <laughs> I know. I know. Because I know, you know it. it's coming. Because I, I think like any, like, I think, I mean, for me, I remember there was like so much shame associated with that episode <gasps> because they were calling Daniel Fischel 
oh like heavy or overweight and it's like you compare yourself with yeah. her and you're like if you she's know, overweight what am i yeah like I know. and it's yeah. like she's shorter she's shorter than angela she's much shorter than rachel she has a totally different body type so yeah, yeah they're starting to like dress her differently than the other girls and it's like starting to be very noticeable mm -hmm. so yeah i just want to mention that because i did notice the, the leather jacket a lot in this episode um so we have this really this is such a weird scene where we have like eric approaches the football team Wait, again they're just like randomly hanging out with their jerseys on over their normal clothes like in the student cafe and like they're having this conversation and eric asks him like oh is it a distraction to be gay and the guy just looks like He's just so happy. He's like, I've been holding it in for so long. And he comes out to the other two players and they're like, that's okay. We're gay too. Again, this is all played for laughs and reads very differently in 2022. <laughs> right. But it also was just like, okay, so I guess the, the lesson is like, if he didn't have the lucky penny, the guys wouldn't be gay and they would have beat his ass, I suppose, is what we're supposed to see in the scene. I don't know. No idea. I, mean, <laughs> right. I know that the point is that he's testing his luck but it's yeah it's like stupid it's for really me it dumb. read more of just like good for you like good for you guys like, you know, yeah like, good for the football team yeah um but i was happy that that scene didn't even last very long it was like kind of blinking you miss it and then we're back right. out to like Corey playing solitaire outside uh again coming up in her freaking leather jacket but this i didn't like like, don't just finish his game of solitaire, Topanga. Like, that's his game. Don't touch his cards. Like, Asia, maybe he was thinking and he didn't, you Right. Know? Uh, solitaire is a one-person game. You don't yeah. need outside influence. That is the most annoying thing to get any type of help because it's just you. It's just your game. You're, you're doing your thing. And then mm -hmm. she puts one ace at the top and says, I win. No, Topanga, you did not get rid of all the cards. You did not win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got wonies. That's you it. You know how solitaire works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But we find out that Corey quit his job, and he's like, "Unlike you, I wasn't enjoying it. Unlike you, I wasn't good at it. Unlike you, I don't shine at everything." And he says, "I don't shine at anything." Like, oh, it's so obvious what's going on here, and I, I get frustrated. Like, I think Corey is. Corey really again as sensitive as Corey is and as like good of a relationship he has with Sean and we've definitely praised him endlessly for like his willingness to be emotional and open and vulnerable with Sean in a way that like doesn't conform to gender specific you know uh stereotypes um I absolutely hate that he is like the epitome of like misogyny in this episode and it's really hard to watch him Sarah <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty insufferable. I mean, what I can relate to in terms of Corey is how often, especially in my 20s, and it even trickles on to now, how often I've been jealous of my peers. And that manifests in relationships. You know, there's a lot of, of my friends that got married before me or bought houses before me or had kids before me. Um, I remember when I graduated college, I was jealous of my friends who got interior job, uh, interior design jobs before me. Um, especially when, um, I was a better student in school to, than them. And I remember, mm -hmm. I remember similar thoughts, like, why are you, 
and you know this is like not helpful and it's not how i would think now but my thought process when i was 23 i was like how are you getting the jobs and i'm not yeah and it's like a very realistic thing to look at your peers and unfortunately in this case his peer is Topanga his wife and oftentimes Sean his best friend and he compares himself to them and goes why not me and it's not attractive and it's not good but I think it's realistic especially for somebody at that age in your late late teens early 20s mid 20s Mm-hmm. I mean, what what are your thoughts, Asia? Yeah, it's like, it's very like, woe is me is how like Corey's thinking about it. And I've definitely had times in my life of just, of just thinking like, okay, we've all been going down the same path. Why is everything else happening for people? And then for me catching myself just being like, everybody's on their own timeline. Maybe yeah. that's not something that was meant for me right now. And maybe it'll be meant for me later. Maybe it's meant for me in a different way. Um, and so it's just like, I, I, then I just start to think about like on a bigger spectrum, like there's so many people in the world and that like literally life can go so many different ways for so many people. And so just thinking about like the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so easy to just compare about like to compare yourself to the people around you Mm -hmm. and then so like for me like I have like one group of friends they're all married they all have at least one kid or working on a kid and then and then I'm like wow I'm the only single one and they're talking about their kids I'm like yeah, well, my two dogs. They're adorable and they're perfect. And mm-hmm. thank yeah, you. I mean, I can go on and on and on like everything that you have. But then I'm sure the I mean, you have another group of friends, right? I have another group of friends. We're all single. And so it's yeah. just like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. I could, and then I could be thinking like, oh, well, at least, you know, for them, like with me, at least I have responsibility. I have a yeah. house. So it's just like, I literally could feel like two different me's with two different group friends, uh, group yeah. of, groups of friends. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. That's I such think- an important lesson to learn in like our age and in your twenties. I mean, I, somebody asked me uh, not too long ago, if I can write a text message for myself five years ago, what would I Ooh. write? And the bulk of what I was saying was, please stop comparing yourself to everybody else. And that is, I think like probably one of the most valuable lessons, especially in your mid to late twenties that you can teach yourself. Well, and I think it's also important not to compare ourselves to past generations as well, because Mm -hmm. um, like in a different world, right. um, In my early to mid twenties, my parents had already been married by the time I was that age, but like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like past generations got married younger. Maybe mm-hmm. they owned a house sooner. Maybe they had a career sooner, but like the world is very different than it was back then. And like everybody is on their own timeline and things change and that's okay too. Like your timeline is just going to get thrown in the trash and you have to write a whole new one, which is fine. <laughs> Like it's, yeah. I think it's just tougher when Corey sees like, I think part of it too is like, this has always been Topanga. She's always been very successful. She's yeah. always been ahead of him in, you know, with grades. And he does mention this later. Like she's always been very smart and like gotten better grades than him. And 
it felt like for a while, well, now they're both at the same school and it's a level playing field. And now she's kind of excelling over top of me again. And I think a lot of it comes with that internalized misogyny of like, I'm supposed to be the provider and I'm not helping. And to Portia Payne, like, she doesn't know what's wrong. She go- tries to go to Corey and say, like, what's wrong? Like, can I cheer you up? And she goes, do you want to go home and have pookie poo? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I messaged you, Sarah, and was just like, pookie pook. <laughs> I'm, I'm pro pookie pook in all senses. <laughs> I, just, I just loved it so much. Like, I don't know why, Asia, like anytime in any show that they come up with their own like weird nickname for sex, I always find it so funny. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a different show that calls it like boom boom or something. Yeah. And like, I just die at this pookie pook. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely like a first. Like you don't hear that everywhere. Like you can hear bump, boom, boom, like to the boom, boom room, right? Yes. You'll hear that in yeah, multiple boom, like dating shows. Yeah. But pookie pook, mm. everybody yeah. can call it what they want, I guess. Yeah. I don't know um, if like calling it pookie pook will get me going, but. No, for me, it's not. I mean, it's certainly, I'm not going to ever use that. I just, I thought it was like silly. You know, I would never, I would it's never. It's very Corey and Topanga. It is. It is. Um, Because he calls her butt like a tushy. Like, pookie pook yeah. makes sense for them. Yeah. Um, but Topanga won't drop it. Like, she she says, I don't like that you can't talk to me about this. And I do, I want to say, like, again, I am Topanga 98%, like, pro Topanga 98% of this episode. But I do think when you hear someone say, like, I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret, I think you just need to, like, take a step back and say, okay, I'll give you, like, your space to cool off. Like, she's pushing it. Right now, which again feels very um, immature relationships. Like, again, they've been together for a long time, but they're still very young. And it feels like the same mistake I would have done 10 years ago was not wanting to give them the space that maybe the person needs in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. To push and to push and to push. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They kept, I... But they kept saying that this was like they've never had a fight before. Bullshit! Like, to- <laughs> so I was going to ask, like, as, as two people who rewatched the entire series. We've seen a million fights! <laughs> a gazillion fights. This, this is so stupid! Maybe they meant like our first fight is a married couple. That's how I read it right. because otherwise my brain was going to explode. <laughs> That's not how they were saying it. Asia was right. Like they were saying, oh, our first fight ever. Yeah. And uh, Topanga immediately says, whatever butt you have up your butt, why are you blaming it on me? And I'm like, oh, no, Topanga. Like you're going to. I think that was all it took to light the fuse. And then boom, Corey's off. Oh, yeah. This was so good. I loved the next. Is this when you started messaging me? Yeah. Because you were messaging me. As soon as they start dragging the shit out of each other, (laughs) I was all in. I was like, yeah, rip their fucking guts apart. Like (laughs) She literally messaged me and was like, this episode is great. It's so dramatic. And I was like, it's the drama. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. No, I love. I mean, I don't love that they're ripping each other apart. But like, ooh, I I was definitely on the sidelines. Like, ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you could yeah. just see it reaching the point of like saying things they were going to regret. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, yeah. Because oh. Corey starts it off with, you're not as, you're, if you're as smart as your A streak says you are, just know to leave me alone right now. And so then, of course, she asks, oh, is it about my grades? And Angela jumps in. I'm like, Angela, get out of there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the 
<laughs> there. Every single one of the cast members is there watching this shit show. Even Sean's there. Everybody's yeah. there. Everybody's yeah. watching this. Um, and like Corey says, it's you shove your grades in my face, you shove your promotions in my face. Uh, and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I tried to help you with your magazine project. And I'm like, your Oh, little no. magazine project. Uh, yeah. Wrong like, thing to my say. Career. Um, yeah. sticker books are a project. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a project. This was my career. Yeah, that's my career. This yeah. Is and then, yeah, project. and then Sean tries to pipe in and that doesn't help. <laughs> no. And of course, my life is as is as important as yours. Um, yeah, even if I don't do my life as good as you. And this is where Topanga <laughs> makes the worst decision she could make, where she corrects him <laughs> and says, as well as you. And then she looks like, oh, sh- oh, sh- oh, shit. I Oops, I didn't. Oops, I shouldn't okay. have. Yep, that was bad. I fucking hate this. I hate when you're in mid-fight and the stupid people correct your grammar. Well, this they do is- it just to piss you off. That's the thing. The only person that's going to do that is the person that wants you to feel worse. Right. You know? That's what I was thinking. Like you, she, you. The only reason you would do this in this 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 moment is to be petty. But it, she wasn't even trying to be petty. She was just naturally correcting him. And I was like, oh, so this is just their life. I think it's just pretentious shit. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Why do you have to correct well, me? Especially because I feel like when you're in a heated argument, I don't think grammar is like the first thing on your mind. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not, I'm not an idiot. Like, I just messed up because I'm heated and I'm agitated. And yeah. you know what I mean? The words just spill out of your mouth. Yeah, that's yeah. when the Jersey accent comes out. <laughs> Watch you, out. You're really fucked. <laughs> uh, and so they're they're in this argument. And um, and yeah, like, and Corey says, Are you crazy? Like, are you kidding me that you'd say that right now? And Topanga says, This whole thing is crazy. And again, everyone is trying to like get involved. And Corey says, At least I'm not a hoity-toity photo assistant. Kiss Judy's tushy. <laughs> again, tushy. <laughs> right uh and yeah like uh it's just like he he basically thinks that she calls him a loser um and he's she's he says she has a big mouth and i i don't know i felt really bad when topanga said you can't even play solitaire imbecile and i was like oh no you See? didn't just call him an imbecile <laughs> she got so sassy she got so mean um but you know this whole fight is so Pacey and Joey. Just <laughs> it is so. It's the same it's, exact yeah. shit. It's it is because Corey feels like he's less than. That's the ultimate issue. And Topanga is not intentionally doing these things to make him feel like a dummy. Yeah, but it's just naturally perfect and um makes him feel worse and this fight just gets so ugly well it gets worse because asia i think the worst thing that could happen in a fight is Corey saying you killed my spirit Mm -hmm. and then she is so taken aback and like hurt by this statement that she just leaves and like that's when you know you're like oh fuck oh shit i fucked up (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) you know Right, because there were a couple moments that it felt like she had went too far for him by saying like, "Oh, he couldn't even sell a magazine or whatever." Yeah. But to say she like she killed his spirit, now it's getting to the core of why they got married, or like it's it's beyond the issue of oh, you think you're better than me? 
now it's it's focused on should we be married because of yeah. how you you feel so just got just like oh wow you don't you you don't even feel like yourself whatsoever we haven't even been married that long so no. i think that's when it really hit home for her because it's like okay this this has turned into a different argument at this point yeah yeah it was basically like you sucked my energy out of me you sucked mm -hmm. my personality out of me and mm -hmm. she walks off he's like i win like i did it and then he's just left feeling like crap yeah i feel like this this scene with him and sean i can't imagine it it was like more than 10 minutes after their fight ended where Corey right. immediately is just like oh man like she left crying like i said she killed my spirit i didn't i shouldn't have said that and I love Sean saying, like, listen, like, my parents fought all the time. And one time, one of them walked out and didn't come back. So, like, maybe you should just go home and hope she's there. And, like, you lock the door and you have it out. No one leaves until the fight's over. I don't think that's the best solution. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, the, the moral is, like, confront your shit. Like well i think yeah Smash i think the big out. moral is like go find her and like at least say yeah. you're sorry for that sentence you know yeah it didn't um, even hit Corey until that point that she could be gone he's thinking like oh we're we're invincible you know we're, it's okay <laughs> he's like wait a second she could be gone yeah uh this is when eric pops up and he has his lucky penny and Oh my, I don't know why this made me so happy and like sad and just like, oh, we don't get a lot of Eric Corey brother moments. Like it is rare in the show in a show where you have brothers on there. They really don't have a lot of brother moments. And yeah. when he's just like, oh, your brother, you're my brother. Like, I love you. Here's my lucky penny. Um, I, I just thought it was so sweet that he gave him his lucky penny. It was very kind and sweet. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Eric is a lot of things. Um, but he, he cares, you know? Yeah. Yes. He 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 and he really things. believes in the penny. So for him, it's like a very big deal. Mm -hmm. And so he gives he gives Corey the penny after having a cute little combo with it. And as soon as like everyone leaves the cafe and he's like, Oh, that looks weird. It's like rain. Oh, well, good thing I'm inside. And then I can't with the like the the freaking graphics on this show. He gets struck by lightning twice and he just looks awful. And he's like smoking and a janitor pours a bucket of water on him. Like I, I it was pretty silly. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I I thought I had remembered, like I was thinking, like, oh, what's gonna happen next? I mm. thought I had remembered rain pouring down on him. I totally yeah. did not remember the janitor pouring a the bucket. Janitor. And then the little lightning bolts that like sizzle afterwards. Yeah, it's just like uh, um but Veer, I think that they're doing a good job with Eric. I really mm -hmm. do. They're, they they know that Wilfredell is a funny guy and they're just going all in in it. Yeah. It was it was really cute. Uh, so Corey gets back to the apartment and Ping is there. She says, oh, I was alone. So I played 19 games of solitaire. And he asks, did you win them all? And I was like, Corey! <laughs> <laughs> like, no! <laughs> yeah, just uh, stabbing that wound, stabbing that wound. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does say, I'm sorry about what happened. I'm deeply, deeply sorry. I take back what I said to you. Uh, and she says, uh-huh. And he says, oh, now it's your turn to apologize. And, like, he says, oh, what? I don't apologize good enough for you? And she's like, that wasn't even, like, an apology. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of agree with Topanga that, like, Corey saying, I'm sorry about what happened 
is not taking ownership over like anything that he said Asia to like cause the situation in the first place not at all because he just like I'm sorry like I take back all the stuff I said that's not no that's not an apology Mm -hmm. because you are just trying to move past this without actually dealing with why you said those things let's talk Mm -hmm. through that because I think he just thought if he apologized she apologized they'd be good yeah yeah Sarah I was gonna say like yeah I was gonna say it feels very like I don't mean to keep harping on this it feels like an immature relationship where like he doesn't understand that like just saying you're sorry doesn't fix things you know it is an immature relationship they're 19 years old if that so um what I do think is mature is the next segment where I don't know I guess they took like an hour of a like a a breather and then they just kind of just hashed it out and they it's kind of like it doesn't matter if what you're saying is ugly just tell me what's on your mind so that we can get past it and communicate with it I think a lot of the times with communication issues you're really just trying to avoid the other person's feelings and you can't find the perfect words and you can't like formulate the sentences like especially I mean I'm somebody that has communication issues in that regard where it's like I really can't just like spit out what I'm trying to say because I feel like it has to be like the perfect curated thing Mm -hmm. so sometimes what I do and my my fiance is the same way at times I'm just like we just need to say what we're trying to say. And if it's ugly, it's okay. We can like clean it up afterwards. And that's yeah. kind of like what they did because ultimately they kind of just like hashed it out and kind of got to the root to the issue. And when you get to the root of the issue, then you can try to move forward. Mm-hmm. Assuming that there's not something like systematically systematically wrong with the relationship. Yeah. Where- I, I really liked how too how they like like you were saying they have little cuts so we get like little scenes and then it's obvious we're jumping like an hour in time two hours in time where like not every fight is resolved in like 10 minutes you know like right. sometimes there is an hour of silence where you're just sitting and thinking but I like that like Topingas is like Ugh, I can't this is our first fight ever let's make it mean something which yeah. again first fight is a married couple whatever um but Corey says that uh ever since he's known her like uh, she I had an idea she had a better one I got a grade you got a better one I got into Pembroke you got into a Yale like like uh he says I understand you're better than me but why do you have to shove it in my face he says you make me think not very much of myself and this is when we (laughs) cut to Topanga who's just laying on the floor like I've killed your spirit I've caused you pain (laughs) I mean none Um, of this was intentional though yeah no but I did I Asia I really felt like Topanga was very Topanga-y when she says everything I did was just trying to impress you and Corey says really and she says no sometimes sometimes for me mostly for me twice for you (laughs) a lot for you exactly uh yeah that yeah to your point Sarah it wasn't malicious that's that's what it like this is just who Topanga is at her core which I think if Corey Mm -hmm. understood that he would give her a little bit of grace and not say phrase things like oh you're throwing these things in my face you did all these things that are better you're better than me or whatever um but yeah, Topanga was definitely 
the true Topanga in this moment of, yeah, yeah. she succeeds because she wants to succeed like on her own accord. Yeah. yeah. Which I liked her saying, like yeah. I liked her saying, cause she does say a lot of it is for us, but like, I liked her saying, no, I do it for me. Cause that's like very important to do something for you. You yeah. know, it's very reminiscent of early Topanga who answered the questions in class because yes. she wanted to be like the brightest, you know, especially next to Minkus and, you know, was able, like had like the confidence to think that she was going to be president when she grew up. Like, it's very, it's like the Topanga that we know, like she's always been like the good student and she's always been like a forward thinker. And I really like how this episode reflected back on that mm -hmm. and how that also made Corey feel because like he's always looked up to Japanga, but also with that comes some jealousy yeah yeah and I like how they end up resolving things where like she she props him up and she says like yeah. um you were the one who held the relationship together when I didn't believe in it and then again we get another cut where they're they, they're sitting on that for a minute and she says, I don't want you to feel bad your, about yourself. And he says, I don't want you to hold yourself back because of me. And they agree to support each other. And sometimes they're going to fight. Sometimes one of them is going to succeed over the other one. And I, I love what Topanga said. She says, if, if either one of us is doing well, it's because we love each other. And we have to remember that we're not competing. We're a team. And like this to me was like, yes, yes. Like, again, I don't care if you share a bank account, but like if you're in a relationship with someone and they're your partner, like a win for them is a win for you. It's going to help you both succeed in the future. And like if you feel like your partner is getting more wins than you at the moment, it's OK. Eventually it'll turn around, you know, like maybe one of you is better at something than the other one. And you just have to remember that, like. I just yeah. really loved how they, again, like Sarah, you said, like Feeney doesn't necessarily teach them this. They kind of figured it out on their own by like stumbling down the wrong path a few times first, which trial and error, you know, it happens. Yeah, which not for nothing. That's what Alan and Amy were really pushing for. Mm -hmm. They wanted them to come to these things as husband and wife. So yeah. I'm, I really love this episode a lot actually i just think that it's really um i think it's it's really smart and i i like the story that it was telling like i don't like how they acted i mean the dramatic side of me does but, <laughs> um but yeah. i think that it's realistic for a young couple that are just trying to navigate their lives mm-hmm and, and with the argument on this level, I'm glad that they showed them hashing it out the way that they did, because that type of argument does not result in a, you know what? You were right. You were right. Yeah. So I'm glad they did no. like the time lapse format. Yeah. yeah. And I it think needed a long talk and it needed both sides to realize that they can be better in how they handle these situations. Mm -hmm. And I liked, too, as cheesy as it was, that they ended the episode with, like, them working together to accomplish something, right? Like, very cheesy, but, like... No, I he, love it. I don't think it's cheesy at all. He gets Shinazi to buy some magazines. He says he was the most persistent person. I, I was the most persistent person he'd ever met. He bought a one-year subscription to Artfark. Um, and then we get Eric wanting the penny. He comes in, like, burnt to a crisp. 
<laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I loved this episode and I just think it's like, it really is. It shows that this show, when it really like tries hard, it can go through like more young adult problems versus like kid problems and yeah. it actually can do it well i felt like there was a point in the middle of the show where we kind of lost the thread of like what the show was where it felt like it was only playing for laughs and it wasn't doing as much of the moral of the story stuff but i was happy to see it return to the way it was once in this episode yeah i really enjoyed this episode mm-hmm um, all right, let's take a quick ad break and then we're going to come back in with our second episode. I'm going to be like you, dad. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Okay, we're back. Um, shifting gears, I was happy to get another like Eric centered episode here, Sarah. I don't know. I, yes. when, I, I just, I wasn't expecting it. Cause I like, I didn't ring in my head as like, oh, this is an episode that happened, you know? Yeah. Um, I really liked it because, you know, we kind of bashed the show on continuity eras, but I actually felt like the callbacks that they were making were really good for Eric. And I was very, very pleased to see um but we we start off the episode with like storyline i guess b in a way where uh they're doing one of these cosmo quizzes yes. remember back in the day where mm-hmm. you would have the magazine and you would take these quizzes and you get the results but yeah. this one how saucy is... of a lover are you yeah like, they were like always that? so sexual every time yeah yeah, yeah. it's like current yeah. day buzzfeed quizzes exactly like, yes exactly now like you can go I mean, do people actually use BuzzFeed quizzes anymore? I'm not quite I sure. I think mostly for funsies. I don't think people right. take them anywhere near as seriously as we took magazines when we were teenagers. Right. No, I would hope not. But this one, I guess they're it's out of like Health Magazine or something. No, Couples Magazine. It's, it's okay, couple, so it's which is ridiculous. Couples, yeah, Couples Magazine. And the thing is, is that it's like, how long is your life expectancy? <laughs> yeah. This is a cursed quiz. Who sanctioned this quiz? Like, Asia, how is Topanga not smart enough by now to know not to tell Corey he's about to die? <laughs> right? Yeah, she actually just she just met him yesterday. Um, he's not going to see the positive spin on how she tried to say, you know, oh, you proved him wrong for still being alive. Uh, yeah, no, that's not in Corey's DNA. <laughs> she, I don't know why she didn't just make it up, say, oh, y'all are going to live in your 80s and we're going to live in our 100s. He yes. wasn't going to look at it. Yeah, because yeah. immediately Corey says, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and Sean is like, oh, drama. here we go. <laughs> He's the drama. Yes. Sarah, like, I know we've already talked about this, but if there was any doubt that Corey was a Leo, like, 
like none come on yeah he (laughs) he's one of those like web mders like he is never getting off the web md googling his own ailments like um i suppose like by this time it was like the beginning of like how like super prominent um maybe maybe down the road i mean i think aol's been around for a while but he is probably just constantly like googling like sore throat and it comes up as cancer um do we remember when he thought he was a werewolf sarah like yeah all started early yeah started early um meanwhile angela and sean are just macking it constantly i wonder how tired they got of doing that i must be so tired because they're they're not even trying at this point like their mouths they're just pecking over and over (laughs) again i'm like well if not their whole freaking lips are going to get red oh i'm not i'm not criticizing them because all they've done is make out in the last couple of episodes so it's like it's a bit much yeah um but they all decide to go to the movies without Corey because why wouldn't you bring Corey? like why would you bring Corey to the movies with you when he's acting like this (laughs) it's like you could carry him um and then we are with uh alan is excited and i i loved the reference sarah of him saying like people are finally going back into the woods this is the first time someone's bought a tent since blair witch came out. oh gosh yeah really placing this show i still haven't seen blair witch i just think it's too scary for me i think i get motion sickness i don't know how this became such a popular it was movie. the thing sarah it was the thing Asia, really have you was. seen blair witch project i haven't no yeah. i always hear about it I've never seen it myself. yeah i feel like it gets referenced a lot i mean obviously yeah. we cover 90s content but i still think it gets referenced a lot now um yeah so alan's no. like so excited about this like i and it was so funny because i'm like we haven't heard about alan's business in like literally oh, forever i was like not even convinced it was still a thing but thank goodness <laughs> it is <laughs> maybe it just hasn't been doing well yeah, I mean, yes, I guess because so. no one's bought tents since Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Eric comes in and he's like, I've decided to join the family business. And Alan is like so upset. He's like, you can't work at my store. I sold it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing, but he owns 50% in that company. Because if you remember, yeah. um, Alan used um, Eric's college fund yeah. to pay for the store. Yeah. And so, like, and the whole point was they would own the store 50-50. So technically it is Eric's it store. It technically is. Yeah. That's right. But it's interesting because like they talk about graduation and I'm like, I was racking my brain. I'm like, when did Eric start college? Is he ready to graduate already? He hasn't been in college for like two seasons, has he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh. he's been in college for, so let's see. Fifth fifth season five was Eric and no season five was Corey's senior year. Is that when school. Eric started college? But Eric start was in college that year. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so then that was his first year of college because season four was the whole season where he couldn't get into college. Okay. So then yeah. So then I guess it's time, but he's freaking out about graduation. Him, Rachel, and Jack are all freaking out. And he said, I realized I could just work with my dad. And Alan is, it's interesting, Asia, the like turnaround we get. Because at first, Alan is very much like, not a chance. No. Mm-hmm. And Amy is like, this is your son. Like, you have to bring him on. Yeah, and then just the switch up 
it, it had it confused me for a second until it made sense. But yeah, he just autom- automatically was on board. Like, hey, you know what? Actually, it does make sense to go ahead and bring Eric on. And the fact that Eric is just doing an amazing job, like he's just like, yep, this this is a good fit. Um, but in in that scene where he joined, he Eric is, has decided to join the family business. I love that they spelled out future. And he's like, oh, nothing's wrong with my furniture. (laughs) It was so good. It's so funny. Like Eric has so many ideas for the store. He's like, we can hang pine trees off the, or pine tree, uh, like air fresheners off real pine trees to give the whole forest a new car. Oh, yes. This is like me whenever I think I have a genius invention and it's always the worst idea ever. (laughs) This is my genius invention. It's so good. Like trash. I just, it was so funny. He's like, I have so many ideas. Sometimes it frazzles me. And he starts like twitching. He starts glitching. Uh, And I love how they cut the scene away on like Amy holding up a frying pan down it's so ridiculous but again like i again that's why i think the show is so good because it can it really does weave in the like silly ridiculousness with like real life shit that could happen you know i'm not surprised that eric was really good at the store because he's charismatic he's passionate i think he actually would make a very good salesman because i think that he relates to people um Mm -hmm. so of course he's good at the store yeah, yeah Feeney made the already... point that he's a people person. Yeah. I was like, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And he's already worked at the store. Like, he knows how to Well, how and to he's worked it. at the student cafe, so he's had a lot of, like, a similar type of experience in sales. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, Corey's the doctor. <laughs> his type A personality and love of cheese makes him a ticking time bomb. Wow. Uh, and he says he took it out of a couple's magazine um and uh and yeah he's like i should have died yesterday um and he says uh, and he starts like checking Corey's blood pressure which apparently is very high because probably because Corey is freaking the f out <laughs> um and uh he says you think there's something wrong with me and the doctor says do you want there to be something wrong with you <laughs> do you have Lanzas. a probably yeah yeah do you have a history of mental illness and he says he has an uncle who thinks he's sammy sosa um, but they let him out for spring training. <laughs> um, I love, I love when the doctor, like this whole interaction is so ridiculous. When the doctor looks at the clipboard, he says, I see my notes, you have a tummy ache, your brain hurts, and you've lost all feeling in your legs. <laughs> it's just yeah. Corey is so extra all the time. It's so Corey to say tummy ache. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's so corny. Yes. Yeah. He's so corny. A, a little, I have a little tummy ache. Like, poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, like, Corey basically says, like, we're not going to stop until we find something wrong with me. And I love how he's like, okay, great. Like, we're first. I was surprised this doctor was willing to go along with this. Well, I think that, um, like, for, I think that there's, like, two approaches. And I think that the approach to deal with hypochondriacs is actually just doing a full sweep because otherwise they're going to keep wondering and like want to come back back for more tests yeah so do the full sweep find you know see make sure like everything's okay and i think that a thorough sir i don't know i don't know like i'm not a doctor but in my opinion i think that's how you should treat Mm. hypochondriacs 
Yeah. And he starts in his armpit, which, you know, why not? Sure. Okay. Naturally. Hold on. No, but lymph, no- lymph nodes yeah, they're in, in your, your armpit. armpit. So usually if you have a bump in your armpit, then typically that means that your lymph node is inflamed and that means that you have an infection. So actually yeah. that's not a bad place to check mm-hmm. because like, like if you have like a tooth infection or a toothache, you like can feel in your armpit mm-hmm. and you have like sometimes your lymph nodes are my lymph node always swollen. gets swollen like when I've gotten like all my vaccinations. Like yeah. my my lymph node always gets swollen. It's it's more annoying than the actual spot where they shoot the shot, honestly. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's actually yeah. not like that bad of a place to yeah. check. All right, we'll give Corey a, a win there. There you go. You go to <laughs> <Debbie>, Corey. <laughs> um we go to Alan, like you said, like he's talking about how great Eric was. He has such a, he's such a people person and Amy and, uh, and Feeney are there having coffee and like, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I have like two mindsets here because like Alan is going on and on and Amy is just like, well, yeah, but like you never believed in him. Like I always believed that he would be just fine. And Feeney's like, yeah, he always did the best he could, which I was like, he definitely did not always do the best he could Feeney. Like we're messing with history again. Um, Because I think that when he was graduating, yes. When he became a senior in college he really did do the best he could no a senior sorry in high school he really did like he realized that he kind of messed up but his senior year of school like he really did try his best and it was so heartbreaking in season four to see eric really really try however at the end of the day still not get into a college no then he definitely did really hard but season yeah, like, like one be- and two, he definitely wasn't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that but- was cool guy Eric at that yes. point. Cool guy Eric. That was- yeah, but it's interesting that we have like Amy and Feeney saying, like, oh, he's just eccentric. He's very creative. Like we always thought he would be okay. And Alan being the one, like, oh, I'm not concerned about all my kids. I'm like just concerned about Eric. Which H I thought was interesting because like on one hand, it's like the show really wants to have its cake and eat it too. Where they're like, we want to show you wild and crazy Eric, but then also pretend like his parents are supposed to think everything will be okay with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. To just see Alan all of a sudden have this interest in just like protecting him and sheltering him just to like from the big scary world. Mm-hmm. You know, they've ne- he's he's never done that. He's never has I, he? And the only thing is is that when he first got the store, the wilderness store, he got Eric on because Eric didn't get into college and he needed a fallback plan. Mm-hmm. So back then he did protect Eric because he needed to make sure that Eric had a stable place to fall back into if he didn't mm-hmm. get into school. And he Fair did old. treat him with kid gloves then too. And there's this whole thing where like Eric was his best friend and he didn't really treat him like a son or like put that much pressure or responsibility on him. Like I kind of do feel like it's a follow-up of what we've gotten previously. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically when it has to do with Eric's career. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it is a really nice follow-up to that whole storyline. It's been a couple of seasons, so I guess for me, it was just like, gosh, it's been so long. Yeah, since, how like, the fuck are we supposed this. to remember? It's 500 years. Like, if I wasn't <laughs> right. podcasting about this, then I wouldn't have yeah. ever remembered, but I am, and we have had conversations about it, and that's the only reason why I remember. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, and so Eric comes in at the same time they're having this conversation and he's all excited. He tells Mr. Feeney, I found my niece. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny joke. I like so that. Silly. Yes. Um, and Alan, I don't know. I, Alan gets the, the sign that says Matthew and son outdoor adventures. And like, Eric is so just like, he's like, oh my gosh, like I have a future. Like I have a job after graduation. Do you see that Feeney? And Alan says, like, and so he walks away and Alan says, like, yeah, he's a future. He doesn't have to go out in the world and get disappointed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Amy says, yeah, well, you have no faith in your son. And I feel like I kind of feel like they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's a little black and white, to be she's honest. Playing it, yeah, she's playing it a little black and white where she's like, oh, well, just because you want to keep him sheltered and keep him safe, you have no faith in him. Whereas I feel like you... Even though it might be true, Alan has no faith in him, but like it could still be true that even if he had faith in him, he doesn't want him to get hurt or disappointed and he wants to keep him close. And Asia, part of me also feels like Alan and Eric once upon a time were also really close. And like mm-hmm. that's his oldest child. Like to to want I feel like to want to protect him is very natural. Right. Like I I that's what that's why I was so confused about Amy's comment of oh, you have no faith in him because I'm like I I think of Eric closer to him than Corey is and I see him as like him bringing him on to his business to say, Hey, this, this can be your plan. Post-graduation is just like, Oh, well you're gifting him something. So he doesn't have to struggle like everyone else in the world to figure out what they want to do with their life. And then she just, you have no faith. I was like, wait, 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 wait. where is the connection? Cause I don't understand, but I see what she was saying is just like, he's trying to, um, not make Eric go through those things because he doesn't think that Eric can get something else, which I don't think that's the case completely. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a good point. Like, I think that Amy is putting a little bit of words in Alan's mouth. Yeah. I think that there could be an element of protecting him, but it's also like a level of like, I want my son to be comfortable and he doesn't have other prospects. And instead of pushing him for further education or pushing him into career that he's not set on, why not have him take over the store? It benefits me. It benefits him. Exactly. And he is going down a path. Like, I think that maybe if, um, because on the flip side, like how many, How many times have we heard the story of, you know, lawyers who have sons and like are forcing their child into law because you have to go down the family business? You know, we've seen that plenty of times. Like, yeah, I think that if anything, it's and the the kids rebelling because it's like not really what they want, but it's what they're expected to do. Um, I think that it was not. Because Alan didn't believe in his son. I think, like, if anything, he was just like, this is mutually beneficial for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And we get this next scene where, like, they're all, it's like, it's crazy the amount of people just standing in the store. Where we have, like, Alan talking to Rachel and Jack. And then, like, Amy and Feeney are also watching. And Rachel and Jack are talking about, like, gosh, we're so uncomfortable. Like, we don't know what we're going to do with ourselves. We're going to be in the real world very soon. And, like, again, I had to suspend my disbelief a lot in this episode mm-hmm. because there is zero percent chance that these people are graduating with full on like you decided a major, you declared a major, you took classes for that major, and now you're going to graduate with a degree and have zero percent idea what you want to <laughs> do with your life. Like Jack double, double majoring 
in engineering and journalism. Like what? Like it, <laughs> none yeah. of this makes sense. And like, no, it truly does not it, make sense. They're talking like seniors in high school. Yes, they are. And like, the thing is, is with Eric, it'd be totally different if he sucked at the job or disliked the job, but he's both very good at it and he likes it. I mean, maybe right. he likes it right now, right? Like maybe this is a temporary thing where like he's liking it because he has a set future right now and eventually he won't like it. But I don't think it's necessarily bad to offer him an option. Like it feels like Alan is very much like, like it, it feels like they're accusing Alan of like shackling Eric to the store. But like right. Eric chose to be there too. Like Eric is the right. one who did the job. Like Maybe it's maybe the the answer is like, oh, Eric, you're really good at sales. Like maybe you should explore that more or something. But go get a business degree, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I'm like Rachel calling a doctor. But are you pre med right now? Like how? What, yeah. What's how Rachel's major? <laughs> Rachel changes her mind fifty million times, which makes no sense because you got a degree in something, Rachel. <laughs> Like, yeah, what it are really you doesn't make about? any sense. And vet school is extremely hard to get into. That's what I'm saying. She's like, oh, vet school. Oh, veterinarian school. Oh, all this other stuff. I want to be a caterer. And it's exactly. like, ma'am, what is your degree in? Like, <laughs> this makes no sense. It's no, it makes no sense. And Amy continues to harp on Alan, where Alan says, like, I'm proud of him. I was a little nervous. And Amy says, you never believed in him. It's yeah. just like. Oh my god! It feels like very dramatic. just yeah. It really feels like a, hype, a hyperbolic way of putting it. And Amy says yeah. like you don't want him to go out in the world and experience disappointment. You want him to lock him up here. Um and like, uh, and she says I thought he would gain experience and confidence being here, but now I think it's the worst place. I just feel like she's looking at it very black and white. And like I don't see mm -hmm. an issue with like Eric working in this store part-time and also like figuring out exactly what he wants to do part-time I don't think it needs to be one or the other and that's it you know <laughs> yeah. like does he does need to make money right that's yeah I mean he has yep. an apartment you'd think he needs to contribute to rent yeah um yeah it's it, the only point that I kind of agree with that Amy says is Eric would be here and he would be fine, but we wouldn't know what else he was capable of and neither would he. And like, mm -hmm. that's a little fair, you know, like if you want him to spread his wings and like see what else is out there, he does need to explore, um, maybe travel, you know, maybe, but he needs to have an idea besides, right. I mean, he doesn't have any, any idea. His idea was to work at the store. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be different if he had a dream in mind. Like yeah. he's a, a dancer and he's just giving up that dream to work at the store. It's <laughs> just yeah. like, what are what what, the, else, what else would he pursue? He's just coming up with like a hundred better scenarios than what yeah. we got here. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, okay. I, like they have to almost keep it simple, like for the story to work in like a twenty-minute episode, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I mean, there's still like. There's still stuff to learn. It's just, it feels very like, whoa, 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 Amy. <laughs> Slow it down. Yeah. If anything, I think Amy's projecting. Like, I think that we've seen Amy not believe in Eric throughout well, and we've the seen series. Amy try to, like, keep her kids close. You know what I mean? We've yeah. seen that, too. So, right. Right. Um, 
But then we're back to the silly stuff of uh, Topanga, Sean, and uh, Angela waiting for Corey to come back home with his test results. I and love she... the dramatics. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's Where so good. Can't kiss he, just, her. <laughs> he comes in and he's just like, I have something. And they're like, you do? He's like, yes. And he's like, here, Topanga, read it. You're my wife. And then he goes to the window and puts his hand on the window and looks out there. It's so good. And then Topanga so reads it and he's diagnosed with hypochondria. And uh, and Corey winds up being prescribed placebos. So funny. I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> yeah you are his face and like sean i love how they don't even let him believe it for like a second like sean's just like placebos are what they give crazy people (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i have to be on these for the rest of my life (laughs) oh my god i love his line delivery (laughs) it is so good every single time i've watched it i've imitated or tried to imitate it it is so good his line delivery there like, this is the thing I know. Like, Ben Savage, again, like, we have issues with Corey, right? Like, we all can say it, last episode especially. But when he gets into, like, this agitated, overly emotional state, Ben Savage is just, like, king of kings with, like, mm-hmm. the physical. Mm-hmm. Like, even when he – so he has, like, one of the pills in, like, the lid of the pill bottle. And when he goes, the rest of my life, like, you see the pill fly out of the lid. Like, it's so <laughs> It's like, oh, now you better pick that up. You mm-hmm. might need it. It's so <laughs> just watched it. Funny. so good. <laughs> yeah. 14 uh, minutes and 34 seconds in. Just mm-hmm. watch it over and over again. It's so <laughs> funny. And like immediately Angela and Sean have no time for this. They're like, we're going to go to a movie. Topanga, like Corey just looks at her and he's like, I know it's him. And Topanga wants to leave. And she said, like, I love her in the hallway. Like, he's going to outlive us all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He probably will. And she just walks back in, and there he is, laying on the couch, just looking off into nothingness. And she's like, do you want a blanket? And he just goes, oh, that would be swell, but not wool. Wool chafes my nippies. And I'm like, you're wearing a shirt! What do you mean? It goes through the shirt onto the nippies. Yeah. God, I would, I would, I, I can tell you right now. And again, like I know we all know this because I'm a Leo and Corey's a Leo, and we would clash horribly. I would murder him. Like he would die because <laughs> yeah. I would murder him. Like yeah, you exactly. would not be able to handle this. No, I can't deal yeah. with crybabies. Like I, I, I just don't have. I don't. I just don't have it in me to mm-hmm. like care about someone being ridiculous. You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. can't. I just yeah, can't. Asia- Topanga's patience can't be understated. Oh, she's a saint. Yeah. yeah. But 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 Asia, would you hold his hand until he fell asleep though? <laughs> if so if sad. I yes, if I was married to him, yes, I would. Because yeah. I, because the core like I would be married to Corey because I adored who Corey was and this is peak Corey. Like yeah. needing a yeah. handhold. No, for see his I tummy ache. I would put I would definitely like one hand holding headphone in like youtube video on my phone like go oh. ahead fall asleep he would hate it but i'm bored like what i'm just gonna yeah. sit here in silence and hold your hand apparently because he she can't talk and if she does I would be she, so right. and she can't nap either on that couch that's so tiny yeah. 
And he goes, oh, I th- I'm going to close my eyes now. I think the placebos are kicking kicking in. And I'm like, I'm going to murder you. I will actually kill you. Yeah, he's definitely, like, when he has the man cold, I'm sure it's, like, unbearable. It's the worst. I truly can. I, yeah. I, I, I was not put on this earth to nurture others. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> you would not want to take care of him for the rest of his life. I would not. I would not. No. I would stand there and pour his placebos down the drain and have him oh, watch no. me <laughs> So expensive. <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> uh, uh, and I love Topanga. She didn't learn her lesson. She just picks up Couples Magazine and starts reading it. I'm like, girl, you know the trouble that's going to cause. Don't you pick that? Throw that magazine away. Shred it. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. Um. So and then we have uh, back in the back in the woods, the woods store, whatever it's called. Matthew's wood store. Um, what, what is it called? Outdoor Adventures. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Matthews and Son Outdoor yeah. Adventures. Um, Eric is like so excited. He's like, "Oh, you helped me figure out what I want to be." And Alan asks, "Is this really what you want to be?" And he says, "Oh yeah, of course, sure. I hear them talking all the time about what they want to do, and they just sound so confused." And again, Sarah, you pointed this out. I love the callback to when Eric wanted to be a weatherman. Yeah, I was very impressed by this because. Alan was like, hey, like, when sh- did, what happened to ever wanted to be a weatherman? And uh, Eric is like, that was stupid. Like, that was a stupid idea. And Alan's like, why not? Like, why can't you be a weatherman? And I think, like, you know, he's like, I know who I am. I have to, you know, always be on the ball. Like, I need to know about the science of it all. And I'm just not like that. I'm just like silly Eric. Like, I'm not meant to be <laughs> great like a weatherman. Yeah. It's sad because this is like really, really just talks sad. about like what Eric's self image is. Right. It's, it's very depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, it really does make me sad because That's the it, reason he feels like sad. this. No, it does. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. But like, it, does, <laughs> it does make me sad because you know that the only reason Eric thinks this is because people have told him throughout his yeah. life that he's not good enough. And exactly. like it's finally he, he's believed it to the point where he's now like the shtick guy. He's the funny guy. He's not the guy you take seriously. And it is sad that like he really hasn't got the confidence to think like I, I'm worthy of this yeah. job or this career, you know? Yeah, because he could do it. Mm-hmm. He put his mind to it and yeah. got the proper uh, education. He could be a weatherman. Yeah. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I like that Alan's trying to hype him up and like really just think about other options. He talks about being a veterinarian, but once again, it's like, you know, like how hard it is to get into vet school. No one really Um, takes veterinarians seriously enough. Truly. Like it is. What do you mean? I'm on the show. I'm saying. <laughs> oh, like, I meant real life. I was like, no. What are you about? Well, no, because vets, like you said, vet school is serious because humans, it's like, well, like anatomy wise, we're the same for the most part. But like animals, you have to learn about horses and cats and dogs mm-hmm. and like all these well, animals. The thing is, is that there's only like, I don't remember how many, but like 10 accredited veterinarian schools oh, that in too. the United States. So it's extremely competitive to get in. Like even the brightest don't get into vet school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So no one, they're not taking them seriously. 
Um, but Rachel and Jack ask like, oh, Eric, do you want to come to dinner? And he's like, no, we're doing like, we have a big clearance sale tomorrow. Like we're, we're going to be really busy. So I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have to work again. I was like, that's so responsible of Eric to like do that. Like that. I was very impressed with Eric. Yeah. This is the same Eric who gave away the money at the bank. Yeah, just like three episodes ago. Yeah, Yeah. it's like now we see responsible Eric. Yeah, and Alan does a really sweet thing, and he says, "No, you go with your friends. Like you belong with your friends. I'll stay here." Um, and then again, they all they all leave, like talking about like the careers and all of that again, Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's the whole thing. And this is when Amy comes in with Josh, and Joshua gets an appearance. Yeah, chubby baby Joshua. He's grown. He's like a a full on baby now not just the infant i think that's yeah. how it goes right infant then baby yeah yep mm, sure <laughs> yeah so um yeah yeah so amy is like happy everyone's happy and then we get the end scene where we get um the matthew's uncle oh uncle maury uncle, uncle maury he's sammy so yeah, the I don't understand. By everybody, this must be like a Sammy Sosa thing, like the chest and the fingers. And yeah, I think it's doing. the special hand signals. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I heard. I heard you had the hypochondria. <laughs> That's something else. There's something more to be alarmed about the hypochondria. Yeah. Right. And he's like, so they have this whole like silly conversation. And then there's like the men in the white coats come in and uh, they pick up Sammy Sosa and then they pick up Corey and bye, honey. Uh, And they like they leave. I mean, it's like, it's very cute. Like, I love this little old man. He was adorable. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he was. So, yeah, that Sammy Sosa gesture is after hitting a home run, he would tap his chest twice and raise two fingers. Okay, so that makes Ooh. sense then, because that's what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, and I love the baseball that was signed by like Princess Margaret, Patsy Klein, <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> we really everybody got to go on the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later in the spaceship. Um, this guy, I he was just I loved him, and he just like hops right into the guy's arms. <laughs> just, like, yeah. Very springy for like a eighty year old. He, he's in spring training, Sarah. He has. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this was a silly episode. Like I liked, I liked that we got a little bit of the heart and a little bit of the funny, where we have like Corey's yes. hypochondria actness or whatever. Um, mixed with like Aaron and Alan's relationship and Eric's future. I really like the mix yeah. there. Me too. I like that they, you know, in, enabled some continuity in this show. Yes. <laughs> right. It was, it was very yes. impressive. Besides this being their first fight, but everything else. <laughs> their first fight ever. Ever. Never fought before. Yeah. But both of these episodes were really good. And like, Gosh, like when I'm looking at our list of like episodes we've covered this season so far, I'm like, God, there's so many I really, really like. Yeah, we 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 were not believers of the season seven. We I mean, I don't think it's very, very common for the penultimate season to kind of be a little bit of a dud, but the final season to be good. Like, I don't feel like that that's common, mm-hmm. but I'm not I feel like usually they lose steam and then it's just downhill, downhill, downhill. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like uptick at the end, but yeah. Um, but of course next week we're coming back with another two episodes. We have the war part one and seven, the hard way, which is the part two. So two episodes. Yes. 
next week to cover. Um, Asia, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us yet again for being so supportive across these seasons that you've been on with us. Sarah, do you remember? I think we talked about it last week how many times Asia had been on. Was it like since Um, season two or something? Either since season two or season three. You've been such like an amazing supporter. And it's like so so it makes me so happy like how many episodes we've covered together but also so sad because this is our last but we'll have you on in other capacities and it's not the last of us but as we've been saying always like it's always been so nice to know like oh i know in the future i'm going to be seeing asia on this date and (laughs) yeah But Asia, what are you up to? I know you are so busy besides being <laughs> a dog mom of two and a homeowner. Like I know your life got exponentially busier, like very quickly. It was like, oh my God, Asia bought a house. Oh my God, Asia got a second house. Right. <laughs> now Asia man. has 60 podcasts. So I know. Right. Start listing, start listing all of your accomplishments. Yeah. So I, I will say I always love coming on. I've always low-key thinking about a 90s movie I could pitch to y'all to talk yes. about so <laughs> name a time um, and a place girl yeah we perfect will be there will do um but yeah everybody can follow me on twitter at asia like asia that's a-y-s-h-a like a-s-i-a right now i'm covering married at first sight with jason reed we are talking about season 15 i think oh we only gosh. have a couple episodes left we're in the reunion now um so <clears throat> definitely don't need to watch the show to enjoy the podcast. Jason and I have a great time talking about it. Um, also, I am covering season three of Love is Blind with Mary Kukowski. It is uh, it is the drama-filled season. I love <laughs> it. A lot so happening. Um, so we've been we've been having some great guests. So we uh you can find both of those podcasts on the Love at First Sight feed. Um, also some coverage of the ultimatum on there too. If anybody's watched that show. How was that? I was curious because they hyped it, it up good. after what, like season two of Love is Blind? Yes. And it felt like a very similar type of show. Yeah, same production company, same host. Oh, Nick okay. And Vanessa Lachey. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I when I when we think back on like season two of Love is Blind, sometimes we confuse it with the ultimatum because they're yes. so similar. Yeah. It's very when similar is, concepts. Um, When's Horny Hotties coming back? I forget the real name of the show. Is that too hot to handle? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I, that's my that's favorite because of the robot. Yeah. That's a Lana. Yes. Lana. That's a good yeah. question. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully Probably soon. should be in the next that's year. The one where they like lose money when they like kiss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was my contact. favorite because it's so dumb. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, is like. Some of the love shows are the best because they're so ridiculously messy and dramatic, but like there still can be cute moments. Like Asia, I've heard that the Japan version of Love is Blind is also really good. So I'm going to, I'm trying to check that one out because I've heard that's a little bit, it's a little bit less, it's more like romantic and cutesy, like Mm -hmm. if that's what your vibe is. So yeah, I've heard the Japan and Brazil versions are really good. Okay. I'll have to check that out too. Um, and then let's see, I've hopped on a couple of Survivor podcasts for Survivor 43. Um, and then also uh, anything that's not coming to mind. Oh, I jumped over on silent podcast. Isaiah is covering all seasons of Big Brother. So we talked about Big Brother 22. Um, so yeah, anything I'm up to, I'll post about it on my Twitter. Um, so yeah, just go give me a follow. And then if you are interested in seeing Pepper and Cinnamon, 
We do have a TikTok. It is called <laughs> Malshi Poo Sisters. So Aww. go check it out. Give it a follow. Well, if Sarah, I can see Sarah immediately reach for her well, phone and open the app. I the no, I just, on I just think it was yeah, so funny because like 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 the handle. She was like, whoop. <laughs> I mean, oh no, it's going to start playing audio. See, this is why you can't do it on the podcast. <laughs> so, like, I've been, like, very, like, I can't get out of Taylor Swift TikTok, TikTok no matter mm-hmm. how hard I try. See, so I'm out I... of it somehow already. Like, uh, the only thing I hear is the, it's me. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm but the, you know what I'm stuck in now? I'm stuck in Megan Trainer TikTok. Mm. Where oh. all I see is, like. I could wear my what, Gucci, whatever the heck. Yeah, I could yeah. wear my Louis Vuittons, like that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that one. Oh, I, I think it's found it. Follow. <laughs> Yay. There we go. One new follower yeah. out of this. Amazing. You're doing so much, Asia. <laughs> and like, gosh, Girl, I love- you're getting like so many likes. <laughs> yep. People it's love dogs. Yeah. yeah. It's very easy to get a following. I do nothing on TikTok and I have 50 followers. What the heck? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I mostly Very follow easy. Golden Retrievers. Gotta be so honest. So many people on TikTok. Golden Empire. <laughs> All right. Well, over on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, we just came out with I Know What You Did Last Summer for Halloween. Um, we are, of course, doing weekly Boy Meets World content and Dawson's Creek content. You can find us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. We have more bonus content coming out for November. Stay tuned for that. And Jess, um, how's uh, Mystic Quest going? Mythic Quest. Oh, one, <laughs> one of these days will get it right. It's really good. We're covering season two this week over on Post Show Recap. So go check us out. Um, I love Mythic Quest. It's coming back soon, and I'm really, really excited for season three. So go check all of that out. And of course, you could follow me at the Just Sterling for anything else I have going on at any point in time. Um, thank you so much, Asia, for coming on and just being the best. And gosh, I love having you on. I love talking Boy Meets World. Uh, me thank you, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big.